Welcome to the Spring Forward Podcast. I'm your host, Spring Richardson Perry, the organizational change agent that is going to help your business achieve the excellence you desire. If you're a business leader looking to take your business to the next level or simply looking for new ways to spring your business forward, then this is the podcast for you. So let's get down to business and spring forward into excellence. Welcome, welcome, guys, to another episode of the Spring Forward Podcast. And today I am super excited to be talking with Dr. Brian Glibkowski. Did I get it right, Dr. B? You did. Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm excited to talk to Dr. B today about his answer intelligence framework. And so he's actually really passionate about the role that questions and answers play in business and society. He actually started his journey with research on questions. He authored an article on questions that's been recognized by the Association uh, Association, excuse me, of Human Resource Development as one of 10 articles that will shape the 21st century. His new book is entitled Answer Intelligence, Raise Your AQ. The book introduces a new science of answers and was a finalist for two major book awards in 2022. The AQ framework has been adopted by multiple universities. Certified AQ partners use AQ in 17 countries around the world. So he is a global international author. Um, his, His work is used globally around the world. And so I'm super excited to have this conversation today. And again, we're going to be talking about answer intelligence, how to empower your conversations and insights. And what I'm really, really excited about is to talk about how this is going to change the work world in terms of how we interact, uh, how leaders interact with their direct reports, and also in interviews, how you can really position yourself as a standout candidate in an interview. So Dr. B, let's go ahead and jump right in. And the first thing I want to do is talk to us about what answer intelligence is. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you, Spring. Uh, First of all, thank you for having me, hosting me, and let's jump right in. So what is answer intelligence? Answer intelligence is the ability to provide elevated answers to important questions. And there's six answer types identified in my research concepts, metaphor, theory, story, procedure, and action. And uh, that's what it is in a nutshell. Awesome. So I like how you identified six different types of answers. And so can you go into a little bit more detail about the importance of these six different types of of answers that, that you would give with the answer intelligence framework? Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, in terms of context, and with, you know, my background is doing research on questions and answers, as you alluded to in the, the intro. When we think about questions, if I asked you, how many question types do we have? That's easy. You say open and close. That's two. Or you might say, you know, six WH questions. Why, what, how, when, where, who. And as it turns out, when something is important, we develop a taxonomy or typology to explain it. So questions, we think of you know, the letters in the alphabet or anything that's important. There's even a, a taxonomy of beers, believe it or not, you can find in the internet. So with that being said, if I asked you how many answer types are there, and there's silence. You know, I started my research because there doesn't, there's no existing typology of answers. And so I conducted this research and developed six answer types. 
you know, so that's to start with. And, and briefly, what I could do, maybe start with uh, two at a time, and I can pause as I'm going, if that makes sense. So the first two answer types relate to what questions? So for your listeners out there, maybe those that are going for interviews, you may consider yourself a leader. So in order, if you get a question in an interview, you know, what do you think leadership is? You have to be able to answer that as a concept and or metaphor answers. So as a concept, I could say, to me, leadership is helping others achieve their goals. And it consists of two components, inspiring and holding people accountable. Then as a metaphor, I could say, and you know, for your listeners, I have my fingers extended, my two fingers extended, and I could say leadership is like two ropes. And when the ropes are separate, they're strong. When they're braided together, they're stronger. That's how I lead each meeting. I inspire and hold people accountable. So as I explain that metaphor, I cross my fingers just like those two ropes get crossed and they're stronger. So that's an example of answering the what question with the concept and metaphor. And uh, so that's two of the six answer types. I love that. I love how, first of all, you're able to give to, to start us out with those two that you started with. Give us an example of a question that would lead into this type of answer and then give us an example of an answer that is a concept and a metaphor combined. And so, guys, for those of you listening, um, especially in, in today's economic um, in our economy right now, a lot of people are back on the hunt for jobs. And so this is super helpful as you think about going into those interviews when you can really understand how to effectively answer questions. Because one of the, the things that Dr. B and I were talking about was like, yeah, a lot of people are saying you need to know how to ask questions, but how do you ask the right questions if you're not even sure what the right answers are, right? So kind of talk to me about that, Dr. B. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like at a very obvious level, I think we probably all agree, questions and answers. They go together like peanut butter and jelly and, you know, they make sense. But if we think about it critically, like I've already identified, you know, we, we don't think of answer types. You know, we're, we're more critical on questions. But there's a lot of reasons you have to focus on questions and answers and they go together. So, for example, let's say you're interviewing someone. So I'll switch and say you're the interviewer. If you ask a candidate, you know, the question, what is leadership to you? Like the one I already went through in AQ terms you're looking for concept and or metaphor answers. If someone gives you a different kind of answer, they're not asking the, the question you've asked. So even if you love questions, and I love questions, you have to understand answers in order to be more effective at questions. Because when you ask a question, the, the you're looking for certain answers. And if you're not cognizant of that, then it's gonna, you know, your communication is gonna suffer. So even if you love questions, you have to understand the type of answer responses you're looking for. Yes, I completely agree with that because I'm thinking specifically of just some basic conversations that I've had just personally with individuals and they'll ask a question and I'll answer it. And then they'll be like, oh, well, that's not what I meant. What I meant was this, this and this. I'm like, oh, OK, then ask me that because then I can tell you, you know, to answer ABC, it is X, Y, Z. So this makes perfect sense, guys, in understanding how to answer the questions 
that gives you a sense of what questions to actually ask. What is it that, what information do I want to know? And let me hone in on that so that I can ask the appropriate questions. And then you, as the listener, as you're listening to it and taking it in, you start to formulate your answer. And again, Dr. B has given us six different uh, types of answers that we can give that are effective in answering any type of question. So I want to know, Dr. B, in when you said theories, what types of questions warrant a theoretical answer? Yeah, so you know, we've covered the what question. So I'll just stick with leadership and pretend we're on an interview still. So what is leadership? I explained what that was as a concept and metaphor. Maybe the interview leans in and they ask an explicit question. You know, why are you an effective leader? So you can answer that two ways, with a story and theory. You know, theory is cause and effect logic. So I could explain to someone that my theory for leadership, I could say, leadership's important. I think we have an effective leadership that leads to lower turnover in organizations. You know, it's a tight job market. I've been very good my whole career with retention of those reporting to me. So that's a theoretical statement. As simple as it is, you, you want to explicate, you know, your theory. Why leadership is important. You know, leadership could be related to job performance of others. You know, there's a lot of different things that leadership can lead to. But just pausing for a second and talking about the theory of leadership leading to turnover, there's a lot of academic research that supports that. You know, we all know the adage, you know, individuals leave their supervisor, not the company. So turnover and, and the role of the supervisor, the leader is very important. So I could lay that out, that simple theory. You know, I, again, I could say, Leadership, effective leadership leads to employee retention. Pause, let it soak in. And then I could tell a story about where I led people and, you know, that led to retention. I won't, you know, go into the story. We all know what stories are, but it's that one-two punch that allows you to be effective. And the importance of story is it makes it very explicit because I could tell you a story. And if I don't explicitly lay out the cause and effect logic of the theory, you may interpret it differently than me. So that'd be an example of, you know, two answers to the why question theory and story. That's awesome. I So I really love that point about leadership and why is leadership important? Because then, you know, some people go to think, well, it's important because people have to have somebody to manage them. Well, that's not really an effective answer right. to that question. So again, guys, I hope that you're really taking this in, really listening to what Dr. B is saying, um, because he is dropping some real nuggets here. I mean, in terms of really being able to ace that interview, guys, this is it. So I hope we are really, really listening and taking in what he's talking about. Mark, um, yeah, I was just say in terms of nuggets, you know, that's a metaphor, of course. <laughs> One other thing is, you know, as we go through the what questions and the why questions, I'm sure you're going to want to move to the how question next. You know, it's about it being intentional. And I think you pointed it out. Like sometimes we say, you know, why we're leaders and it's just some kind of generic rote thing we say. You want to be, you know, oh, because somebody has to do it. That's not a good answer. You want cause and effect logic. I lead because it leads to these outcomes. You know, that's what you want to say. And I also just take this opportunity to say intentionality relates to all the answer types. You know, I, I gave you a definition of leadership and broke it down into smaller pieces. And you may have just listened to me say and say, oh, that's sort of obvious. But let's just switch it up for a second and imagine get a question about employee engagement. 
you know, or whatever the concept is. These are vacuous terms. I've talked with executives and I'll ask them what is employee engagement and they know how to define it. They don't know what it is, but, you know, maybe you give an answer like if you get to a question, you know, we're talking about increasing engagement of employees and leaders do that. And you're being asked, well, what is engagement? And I could say engagement is a force. It draws people towards commitment. You know, and there's three types of engagement, cognitive engagement. You know, the employees think about the job all the time, physical engagement. They stay to the job is done and the stamina to do the job. Emotional engagement. You know, when the company does well, they're excited. When it does poorly, they're sad. And you start talking about say, you know what? That's what I want to create employees. I'm going to create within employees. I'm going to create engagement, right? You're, you know, a credible answer. You know what engagement is. You have command of the concept as opposed to just saying, well, you know, I don't know, people like being here. You know, that's not <laughs> what mission of engagement is. And then just to punctuate this, you could you could explain a metaphor. You know, what is engagement? It's like a magnet and iron filings. You know, the magnet is a force that compels the iron filings toward the magnet. That's what commitment is, you know, and they, so on and so forth. Now, those are interesting answers. Very much so. And so if we continue on with employee engagement, and if I'm the interviewer and I say, okay, Brian, this is great. You know, I love that you understand what employee engagement is, but how do we foster more engagement in this organization? How, how would you answer that? What's your answer to that? Yeah. I mean, first of all, you know, I would think about, you know, what causes employee engagement as a theory. And I happen to know like autonomy creates engagement, you know, when you have control of your environment. So I could you know, talk about procedures and actions I would do to increase autonomy, autonomy and employee engagement. I could talk about a key action I use in a meeting. You know, every meeting I start by asking others what they'd like the agenda to be for the meeting. Or I ask others, what do you think of this? You know, simple things. But with my answers, I'm reinforcing that I understand, you know, what employee engagement is. I understand, you know, things like autonomy are important. And when you're preparing for an interview, you know, here we're sort of going off the cuff and moving between different concepts. But, you know, as a rule of thumb, think about your number one soft skill or what really defines you as a candidate. Maybe it's leadership. So ahead of the meeting, you develop six answers, including for procedures of, of how you lead a meeting. You know, you lay out a simple three-step procedure. Here's three steps how I lead a meeting. Step one, step two, step three. And you lay it out. You're intentional. You talk about key actions you do during the meeting. You know, that's, you know, a little bit of a window into the types of answers you'd use for how, you know, procedures and actions are the, the two basic how answer types. Fantastic, guys. I hope you're taking notes here because, again, we've answered the what, which is the concepts and the metaphors, the why, which is the theories and the stories, and then the how, which is the actionable items. What are you actually doing to achieve this goal? So this is some great, great insight, Dr. B. I want to talk about now about how this is actually helpful to leaders in their job. So now we've got the job, we aced the interview. So now how is answer intelligence going to help me on the job? Yeah, I think it's helpful in, in two ways. When you, know, you can apply answers to yourself, that self-awareness. So now you're on the job. You have to further refine what leadership is to you, why you lead, how you lead, or maybe you take other other important skills and ideas like engagement. What is engagement? You know, why does engagement occur? 
How do I increase engagement? And you start to develop those answers. You start to be thoughtful and self-reflective. And when you apply answers towards yourself, that's self-awareness. So that's one way you can use AQ is to increase your self-awareness for important topics. The second way you can use answer intelligence is to influence others. When you, We didn't mention this explicitly, but when you provide an answer to someone else, you influence them. You, you fill the gap. Uh, the, you know, the questions they have, you provide an answer, you fill the gap. So th- that's the second way as a leader you can influence is you're going to be asked questions about all kinds of things, about how do I complete this project? What's the purpose of this project? And other questions, your ability to provide compelling answers is going to create influence. And so those are the two primary ways a leader on the job can use AQ, self-awareness and also to influence others. And so, guys, I want you to remember, too, we also spoke with uh, Farah Harris, who was the author of a book on emotional intelligence. And this is self-awareness is a part of that EQ framework, that emotional intelligence framework. And so here, here's where we bridge those two things, where emotional intelligence comes in. And then the answer intelligence is a part of that, because, again, you you want to be self-aware to understand what questions you want to ask, but then also to understand what answers you're looking for, right? Because if you don't know what answers you're looking for, then you kind of don't know what questions to ask. So this is how it kind of all ties in. So I don't want you guys to think I'm crazy that I'm just having just random topics here and there because we're all, we're bringing this all in together now. And so I'm, I'm super excited, Dr. B, that that you know you have this framework that you really identify this as a thing because I would never have thought of this in terms of identifying the different types of answers that you can give. But this is very, very helpful. And again, interviewing and then as you get on your job as a leader, understanding how to answer questions that are thrown your way so that you, number one, retain your composure if it's an elevated type of situation, you can answer effectively and answer calmly um, and and exercise that emotional intelligence, that self-awareness that you need to have as a leader, but then understanding what type of answer the question warrants as well. So again, this is great. And I want to talk about now how you do this, right? So talk to the listeners about some of the things that you do with your partners with AQ and how they've implemented it. Yeah, thanks for asking. You know, so first of all, you know, we have partners in 17 countries around the world that use AQ for different topics. So we have consultants that, you know, specialize in emotional intelligence or sales or leadership or diversity, equity, inclusion, culture, whatever it is, every one of those topics involves questions and answers. So take culture, you know, what is culture? Why is our culture important? How do we implement our culture? So individuals and leaders within those organizations need those answers. So we work with our partners to, to combine the answer intelligence framework with any given topic. So that's what we do at a high level. And we have a series of products and tools from assessments to a four-week training app and other apps in between. They're all designed to elevate an individual's answers intelligence. So that's basically what we're trying to do. I love it. And so talk about 
the new sort of the new things, some of the new changes that you have coming along with that? Yeah, the thing we're most excited about, and we've been testing with some of the partners about to roll out. We have a, uh, I'm calling it chat AQ right now, but it's a chat GPT overlay with answer intelligence. So obviously you think of chat GPT at a basic level, it's questions and answers. So the, the value that AQ is providing is a framework to sort of organize, to query chat GPT and get responses out. So, so the, the power of this, like to give you an example to illustrate is, you know, I could be coaching someone or you could, and you could ask them, you know, on a job interview, you know, what's your number one soft skill? And then they tell you it's leadership. And then you ask them, can you define that concept for me? Can you give me a metaphor of leadership? Can you tell me a procedure of how you might lead a meeting? And what we found is that it's challenging. You know, any one of those answers is difficult. So what the new tools allow us to do in integration ChatGPT is whenever you have those questions, we have output pre-configured that comes your way and you have 10 different metaphors to choose from. You have procedures that are consistent with the exact setting you're going to be going into. So it's sort of like the easy button or another metaphor that I like to use is it's like a running uh, start for a long jump. If you do a long, If you do a long jump standing still, that's hard. But now with ChatGPT, you have all these answers coming your way. It's a lot easier to pick the answers you want to use. It's sort of like a running start for a jump. So this tool is a real game changer in order, you know, helping people accelerate and identify answers they can use uh, within any conversation. So you hear that, guys? ChatGPT is not taking your job away because you still have to answer the question, but it is there to enhance that experience. I'm so excited for you, Dr. B. And just as a little side note for you guys out there listening, Dr. B and I are going to be working very closely um, in the next coming weeks to implement his AQ framework in the career coaching that I that I've just recently started, I guess, putting out there that I'm doing because I I was running away from it for so long. But many of you have asked, and so I have responded. I'm excited that Dr. B came on to talk to us about the AQ framework because it is a game changer, guys. We understand, again, what emotional intelligence is and you have to, you know, remain calm in certain high stress situations. But then, you know, once you've gained your composure, how do you respond? And this is what that this is your response. AQ, answer intelligence. It is having that control, understanding what the question is, being self-aware and being able to use that framework to effectively answer questions. So thank you so much, Dr. B. I'm so excited that you were able to come on and talk to us about this. Um, This is not the end. This is just the beginning, guys. So stay tuned because you will see more of Dr. B's work in some of the things that I am doing. So thank you so much, Dr. B. Thank you, Spring. I'm really excited about working with you going forward. I think the the applications in the career space uh, are tremendous for AQ. So I, I think this is going to be a great niche that we can explore and I can support you going forward. So I'm excited about that. Awesome. And tell the listeners, how do they get in touch with you if they have more questions or want more information? Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, Brian Glipkowski. I'm the only one if you search. <laughs> Or you can go to the website, raiseyouraq.com, 
and you can there's a contact form you can contact me there there's also a free assessment for a free exploring queue if you want to try that i encourage you to do that uh, as you prepare for your next interview or any important conversation Absolutely, guys. Use those tools that are available to you. And you can always reach out to me if you need more in-depth help and preparation for your career change. And I'm looking forward to working with you guys out there, working with Dr. B more closely. And uh, thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Thanks for listening to the Spring Forward podcast. I hope you were able to capture some of the gems that were dropped and are excited to start using the information to help your business spring forward into excellence. I would love to hear some of your biggest takeaways from this episode. So connect with me on LinkedIn or Facebook or tag me on Instagram at springy underscore springtime. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you'd like to learn more about how we can work together, visit the website at time2springforward.org. That's T-I-M-E-T-O-S-P-R-I-N-G-F-O-R-W-A-R-D.org. And until next time on the Spring Forward Podcast.